Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 26th day of February. I'm Paul White. I'm glad you're with me today. We are going to get busy in the 32nd chapter of Genesis where Esau comes to meet Jacob. Jacob ultimately is going to wrestle with God. There's a lot of good stuff coming up that I want to talk about. We'll probably slow down and really deal with that wrestling. We've done some sermons on it lately, and so I've got a lot of fresh thoughts and things that I want to share with you over the next few days. We're also going to take a a break from that on Monday on the 28th and do the essay edition, which is where I share a little, just some thoughts that I put into writing every month. It's not an enormous It's not like a book. It's probably not even a chapter's worth of material most of the time, just a little bit. Um, And it it takes us 8 or 10 or 12 minutes to read it. We offer that on our website as well. If you like to read it, we get just enough response from our podcast audience to know that some people actually really mark the calendar to be a part of the essay edition. And so um, it's been a little tougher lately to do it because I'm writing the book of Jonah, our work on the Jonah Um, stories. And I've been so into that, it's tough sometimes to transition and write something else. But um, anyhow, we do, and I hope you enjoy it. That'll be on Monday. Today, let me tell you about upcoming events real quickly. I I have a meeting coming up that I want to tell you about, um, and then I'm going to tell you about the sermon that drops tomorrow. I will be in just a couple of weeks On the 11th, 12th, and 13th of March, we will be at the Tabernacle of Hope in Westminster, South Carolina. This is just across the South Carolina line from North Georgia. Um, We will be there with Pastor Jamie Groover and his great congregation. I did a meeting for Jamie in December. We had a wonderful time. If you are in the Westminster, South Carolina area, that's very close to Clemson, South Carolina. Uh, Come and see us. We would love to meet you. Just let us know you listen or watch or part of the podcast. Uh, The Tabernacle of Hope is located at 705 East Main Street in Westminster, South Carolina. It's right there on the main drag. We have Friday night and Saturday night services at 7 Eastern Time. And then the Sunday morning service is at 1030 a.m. Eastern Time, and I think that Saturday night is the night the clocks spring forward. So that's a day you might want to circle if you're just going to come in on Sunday, change your time, or you will be um, late. You'll get there, and everybody else will be an hour ahead of you. Anyway, uh, that's coming up March 11th, 12th, and 13th. And then, of course, our monthly meetings in Chapin and Flowery Branch happen on March 25th and March 27th. That's our March calendar. Um, The sermon that you will hear tomorrow is um, one that I recorded specifically for my online audience from my office. I did this because I didn't have a sermon ready from the road, um, and so I needed a little stopgap in there for a week, but it was perfect because I have been trying to pay more attention in this season to the liturgical calendar. I'm way behind the game on that. I was not raised, and many of you were not raised, in in, uh, church traditions that observed the liturgical calendar. And so we didn't focus on things like Advent or Epiphany um, or Transfiguration. We did them whenever. 
You know, if you wanted to preach the advent of Jesus, you might mention that at Christmas or you might preach it in July. If you, you know, and, and I still think there's nothing wrong with that. But the liturgical calendar has kept the church together in the word for centuries. And while it's not some strict observance that you must do it, uh, I've been paying attention to it, trying to pay attention to the readings uh, and trying to familiarize myself with where the liturgical calendar falls. And then whenever I get to something like this weekend where I don't have anything to post, I don't have a sermon from the road, I don't have anything from that I've recorded elsewhere, and I do have some stuff for online schools we've done, but I just didn't feel compelled to grab them yet. But what I did feel compelled to do was set down and put together a sermon for Transfiguration Sunday. Transfiguration Sunday is tomorrow. And I will be preaching tomorrow in our monthly meeting with our group in Georgia, but I thought, wouldn't it be great if I put together a sermon that would go on that liturgical calendar spot and we could post it that day? So I sat down this week and I recorded a sermon for Transfiguration Sunday Um and I, I, I hope that you will check it out. I hope that you will enjoy it. It focuses on the transfiguration and what happened at that mountain and why that's important. It's not just a blow-by-blow account of what happened, but why it's relevant and why we undergo our own transfiguration slash transformation, because that's essentially what's happening in us and the relevance of transfiguration for us today as a story, why that story still matters because of what it says to us about the law, what it says to us about the prophets, most importantly, what it says to us about Jesus. So check it out. Genesis chapter 32. I know I spent a lot of time today. What I really want to do is set us up for the wrestling. And to do that, You need to know that Esau comes to meet Jacob. Esau and Jacob have had no relations since Jacob cheated him out of his blessing. Jacob knows that Esau wants to kill him. That's what Rachel sent him away from home for because, or not Rachel, Rebecca sent him away from home back at the end of 27 because she knew Esau was going to kill Jacob. Jacob's been on the run for over two decades from Esau and now finds out that they are about to meet up, and he splits his family up into companies. He's going to send them across in waves, trying to see if Esau is angry and will kill the first group. Maybe he won't kill the second group. Maybe he won't kill the third group. He's just conniving Jacob all over again. But as he lays down to sleep that night, he has this prayer in verse 9. God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord who said to me, return to your country and to your family, I will deal well with you. I'm not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which you've shown your servant. For I crossed over this Jordan with my staff, and now I've become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau. For I fear him, lest he come and attack me and the mother with the children. For you said, I will surely treat you well and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. I want you to notice verse 12. Jacob essentially still has no relationship with God that's not transactional. You do this, I'll do this. But God has a relationship with Jacob's grandfather, Abraham, who's long dead. 
But due to the covenant that God cut, God is still obligated. And Jacob, in the moment of desperation, leans into that and says, you said, I will surely treat your well and make your descendants as the sand of the sea. In other words, you said you'd preserve me. I'm asking you to show up. And then he falls asleep. And in the night, he gets left alone. I want to deal with the leaving alone because here's what I want to leave you with today. Jacob leans towards covenant, but God isn't simply content to keep covenant. He wants to transform Jacob. And the end game for God is not simply to keep covenant, but to transform us in the process. We look at that process starting on tomorrow's podcast. We'll see you then. God bless.